Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, this is me, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Featherstone, episode 406 of the Pancakes of Power Sam show. Uh, I hope you guys like the countdown. <laughs> I brought the countdown back for you all. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, this is fun, ladies and gentlemen. We have right now, um, uh, we had 93 people here on live com- combined with uh, and counting uh, combined with uh, the two um a slam buzz and uh wrestling rumors simultaneously right now we are doing a wrestlemania 2 right now ladies and gentlemen uh we are doing the simulcast and the good news is the pancakes and power sam show will be here every single week this is the 406th episode but we will be simulcasting with both and that is uh that is a reach of uh, on nearly 700,000 uh, uh, viewers. So uh, that is a uh, big, that is big news. That is awesome. Once again, I am Chris Featherstone for slam buzz for wrestling rumors. I am ready to have some fun with you all. For those who are new to the pancakes and power Sam show, this is the 406th straight week of the power pancakes and power slam show. April will be the eighth year. We will celebrate eight years in April. Can you believe that every single week I have a wrestler 
current or former uh, uh, WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor. Um, uh, I've had MLW, uh, Impact Wrestling. I've had a lot, a lot of Impact Wrestling uh, wrestlers. Uh, so if you're new to the show, that's what we do. We, uh, we, we have fun. We talk wrestling. We have a whole lot of fun. And we have a, I, I bring a wrestler for an interview for you every single week. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this, this week we have a really, really fun interview as we always do. Uh, and we are going to uh, make it uh, happen and, and have a lot of fun. This person has been on the show before, uh, and he definitely is going to answer your questions, whatever questions you have and you see fit uh, to ask him. Please do. This person is a former WWE tag team champion. Uh, he killed it in Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, doing it, doing his thing in Impact Wrestling as well. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Doug Basham, how are you tonight, sir? I'm very, very good, man. Thank you, Chris, and congratulations on 406 straight weeks of broadcast. Yes, sir. Eight years, right? Eight years. Man. It'll be eight years in April. I uh, have been in three months. Only, only three months. It'll be eight years. So, congratulations, yeah. man. Thank you, man. I really, really appreciate it, and um, I, I appreciate you being on the show once again, man, and uh, spending your uh, your East Coast late night with me again. Uh, I appreciate you having me back, man. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we talked a little bit off air, and uh, I, I was really interested in your your story of really kind of an opposite route of <laughs> a lot of times when I talk to people. Um, again, the uh, well, well, for the first time for for you guys listening uh, right now, it's a, a whole lot of people uh, that's joined listening live right now through multiple platforms. Uh, the hashtag is Ask Doug. Ask Doug. Any WWE Impact Wrestling uh, current life questions you want to ask Doug Basham, uh, feel free to do so, and I will uh, pick them up uh, as soon as I ask a couple of questions. Uh, this is more of an open forum for you all, the PMP Nation, uh, to go ahead and ask the questions for Doug Basham. Uh, to let it uh, so he can you know let you all know what he's doing nowadays. Uh, speaking of that, uh, it has been over ten years since you have wrestled a match. It's crazy how time flies just like that. I just remember you and Danny and Shaniqua uh, <laughs> killing the tag team division in the WWE 030405 uh, uh, time frame, I believe it was. Uh, before that, uh, OVW, and I think you went back to OVW afterwards, didn't you? I did for a brief uh, a brief stint whenever um, the uh, the whatever gimmick that was that we were doing <laughs> when it kind of ran its course yeah. um, kind of went back to OVW for a little bit to try and come up with something new and Danny and I were just kind of um, you know doing enhancement for all the guys who had current stories they put us in there and we'd help their story along and. Um, work work with them and just like basically have a match on TV. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I went back to OVW and tried to create, uh, I was working on a singles character. I was trying to put something together. So when that time came and they wanted us to split, um, I'd have something ready. Yeah, yeah. What were your overall thoughts on, you said whatever gimmick they were trying to put us in, which, which it was. I mean, who came up with the gimmick and 
was there an angle with it? Because it seemed like it was some type of dominatrix type of thing, <laughs> which was type of yeah. It was just really odd. And who came up with that? Oh my goodness! Let me tell you. Well, Danny and I um, in OVW, um, Jim Cornette did all the writing in OVW, and, and the storyline that I was involved with in Ohio Valley Wrestling was um, I I came in. Um, my uncle, Danny da- Nightmare Danny Davis, mm-hmm. was the owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling, and he was my uncle, and he trained me and, and uh, taught me everything I know, along with Jim Cornette. And um, the storyline went, uh, for those who probably don't don't know, I'll just give it a very quick recap of how awesome and clever and how amazing and fun it was to put this whole storyline and, and wrestle the storyline through the years I was in OVW. But um, I was jealous of an individual named Nick Densmore, who was Eugene, um, because I thought my uncle wanted him to, you know, take over the, the family business, which was Ohio Valley Wrestling. So I was jealous. So I put on a mask and came in and tried to just disrupt the company and, and take over the company and just cause as much chaos and turmoil as I can, mm-hmm. as I could. And then through all this, you know, two, three years um, working in Ohio Valley Wrestling, trying to get a WWE contract, that was, was my main goal, um, put together this, uh, this uh, what do you mean, a faction called The Revolution. And whatever the WWE uh, would bring new talent in to uh, be trained, we, I would have new, new guys in my Revolution faction. And then uh, eventually... Dano, uh, the damager, mm-hmm. or Dan- Danny Basham, actually real name is Danny Holly. Um, we became a, a tag team in the revolution, and, and he and I, we were just like on point. We could sit and talk to one another without moving our lips. We could look at each other and know exactly what we wanted, mm-hmm. and we gelled really well and became actually, not only were we, were we really good friends, but uh, became a well-oiled machine in the ring as a tag team. Mm-hmm. So I uh, where was I going with the story? <laughs> See what happens uh, to us wrestlers after many years of taking bumps and hit, getting hit in the head. Where the heck was I going with it? Uh, you were uh, talking about uh, just, uh, we were talking about Shaniqua and the Dominatrix oh, and before. Yeah, yeah we came up with the gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were wearing, um, you know, because we, we came up through the ranks of OVW and we wore, you know, black leather pants. They had a lot of young writers guys fresh out of college and all this who would come in and write the storylines and they saw that we wore black leather pants and some guy um was what went to a um whose concert was it and she was wearing black leather pants and dominatrix i think it was um she was i can't remember her name who was it it'll, it'll come to me in a minute mm-hmm. i'll have a tourette's moment and it'll just pop out <laughs> but um uh, he went to some concert and she was wearing this dominatrix outfit and then me and danny we're wearing the, the black leather pants. And then uh, Linda Miles, who was just a, a phenomenal specimen. I mean, this this woman was an uh, uh, athlete at Rutgers. She was well-built. I mean, she was in better shape than both me and Danny. Mm-hmm. And she was just a phenomenal. A fellow, fellow Ohioan, by the way, uh, like myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think she's currently, she's a uh, police officer in... Uh, the state of Ohio right now. Mm-hmm. How would you like to be pulled over by her? Right. Get out. Get out. <laughs> um, I know I wouldn't, but um, 
but she was, you know, uh, just a phenomenal athlete and they put her with us and, uh, made some sort of a dominatrix S and M gimmick. And we did the best we could to pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> neither did Danny, neither did she. So we just kind of made it up as we went along. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a Vince thing? I mean, w- w- was he the one that just kind of had that thought in his mind? Cause you know, I mean, you know, being in the business, especially being backstage, just Vince McMahon to just have an idea that's just out of nowhere. And he'll just, you know, he, he just puts he just puts bodies to ideas, essentially what he does. And I'm just wondering if that was a Vince thing of just saying we just need two people for this crazy. I will three people for this crazy idea I have. And Doug, Danny and Shaniqua, uh, Linda Miles would be perfect for it. So I'm just wondering, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering if, if it was a Vince thing and, and, and who was the person who called you from the WWE backstage and said, this is what we're going to do. Well, it's, it's so funny because we didn't start out that way. Mm-hmm. Here, here's, here's the rise and, and the development of the Basham brothers and WWE. And I don't know, I, I don't think it was Vince's idea. I don't, when they brought me and Danny up, um, and we had our, you know, dark match and they wanted to bring us up together and JR came to OBW and watched us work. And, mm-hmm. um, Jim Cornette was a big, a big, you know, cheerleader for us, trying to push us and get us moved up to the, to the WWE. Mm-hmm. So we went to SmackDown, we got called up. It was our time and we were sitting in catering. You know, we were like, nobody told us what we were going to do, who we were going to work our gimmick was but we brought our normal gear that we wore on OVW and it was probably about you know two three hours before the show was even going to start on our before our debut when we worked with uh, Spanky and uh, Rikishi Um, Johnny Ace came to us and set us down at at a table in catering said "All right, boys you guys are going to go on tonight and you guys are going to be the Basham Brothers you know, I was like, <laughs> you got you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it in a, in a, in a Laura Nida's voice. You guys going to be oh, the best, yeah, brothers. I'll do my best. <laughs> I've been I've had a cold here lately, so it should be easy. Oh yeah, Danny Doug, uh, we're gonna take your old debut. We're gonna have to go out there and work with Spanky and uh, Rikishi, and you guys are gonna go over tonight and debut. And you guys are gonna be the Basham brothers. That was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, ouch, Danny, have to best idea I think the WWE's ever had. Otherwise, Danny's over there going, what? Right, right. <laughs> My last name's going to be Basham. Right. And I'm like, dang it, I'm right. We're going to be twin brothers, even though I'm five years older than you. <laughs> yeah, really interesting. The great minds, the great writing of WWE. Indeed. But, uh, we did Indeed. the best we could to pull it off. You did. You had, a, what, two reigns as champs? Yeah, two times. I always say that. Two-time WWE Tag Team Champs. Yeah, uh, best, big. best days of my life, man. That's big. Best that's big. Feud with, uh, was it uh, Eddie and Ray? Well, the first time, uh, the first or second time around. Eddie and Chavo. Actually. Eddie and Chavo. And, you know, okay. The first time we won, uh, I was at the pay per view. Um, we, you know, they they put us over. You know, you don't win nothing. You know, you, everybody. I don't mean to ruin anybody's uh, wrestling views, but you know, it was our time. Mm-hmm. And uh, after we, you know, the match was over and, and Eddie and Chavo put us over, mm-hmm. me and Danny 
grabbed the titles and we came back and we were waiting for Eddie and Chavo to come back through the curtain, right? And then uh, Eddie comes up and said, congratulations, boys. I know this is what you've been working on your whole career. It's your time. Represent them proudly. Nice. Congratulations. Nice. And I was like, holy crap. That was Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. He just, wow. I said, Danny, Eddie and Chavo pass these down to us. It's our turn. Yeah. I'm like, well, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> and Danny's like, we celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, sounds good. Yeah. That's huge, man. So that's that was the first time. Yeah, that's 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 huge that to to get the rub from from any like that, you know, just oh, to, yeah. just I mean, he, you know, to the legend that he, you know, was and is and the 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 time that he's that he already put in, you know, by that time, you know, what 3 3 years later he became um oh champ world oh well no the year after oh four he was champ yeah yeah like a year after yeah that, yeah yeah, like a, yeah oh four year, year and a half. no uh, yeah, no way out of oh four yeah yeah so, no he went on a singles run and um became the, the world heavyweight champion yeah wow yeah <laughs> he got to work with him there when i was with when Danny and i with jbl a little bit so that's right that's right you were a part of the cabinet right oh, yeah wow that's it that's really interesting okay so let's let's talk about the cabinet there's a lot of there's a lot of uh questions that i'm about to get to uh so i'm interested in the cabinet so let's talk about the cabinet real quick uh before i get to these questions um so the the basham brothers as a main roster run was what about three two three years all together yeah probably um we when we first got our we first got moved up we got our push with Shaniqua mm-hmm. that lasted about six months I guess yeah and six six seven months you know which was just the best times of our life because that's you know as, if you want to be a professional wrestler your dream is to you know work for the number one company in, in the world no matter what that company may be at the time it was WWE yeah. and you know wear some gold be a champion you know and that's what we were so we were loving life and um then after that, we kind of went, uh, we kind of put on a back burner for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. after Shaniqua got taken away and, you know, it was, we were kind of put on the, you know, wait until we come up, some, come, come up with something for you guys. Just keep doing what you're doing and help us when we need you. And that's what we did. We helped other teams, you know, get, get wins. And we've had fill in spots on, um, velocity and stuff like that. Just, you know, irre- irrelevant matches. Yeah. And then, uh, who we did that we did that thing with tough enough mm-hmm. where um i think uh a couple weeks before like uh kurt angle almost got tapped out by daniel pewter and yeah. kind of got embarrassed a little bit and mm-hmm. and then um big show was body slamming the guys and they were popping right up and mm-hmm. you know not selling or anything and making making our top stars kind of look bad and Vince was like, we're not having any of this stuff anymore. We need to do something where, you know, my top stars aren't being made look bad. Mm. So they did this deal where these kids were in one corner and uh, me and Danny were in another corner and they had to get past us to get a, get the flag. And that was a straight up shoot brother. Wow. Straight up. Danny lost a, he got a, a sock, eye socket crack. Wow. I got, had a, got a broken tooth out of it. But we knew, we knew all day long there was a guy, you guys know Bill DeMott, love that guy, one of my favorites, Um, Hugh Morris. He was working me and Danny up all all day long, like, you guys know if you 
if those guys even touch that flag, you guys are going to get fired, right? Wow. So we were like, what? Oh. So there was so during this tough enough thing, none of those guys are going to grab that flag. <laughs> so we went out there and you know we represented the company and. The thing about it, there's so many things talking to guys and people saying stories that nobody else ever knows. So I got a ton of stories, man. I don't. How much time we got, man? I mean, it's 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 your it's your call. I mean, I have it's a two hour show, so <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> well, um, we we were doing going to the run through before the matches and all that, and the tough enough kids came out, and you know we were going walking through stuff. And then the kids, you know, I call them kids, they because just because they were younger than me. Um, they, you know, walked through there. You know, we went through what was going to happen, and you know, this is when you come up, you come up, you come up. And then they all left, and then Vince was in the ring with me and Danny, and he was like, "Well, so boys, you see that turnbuckle over there, and he goes, uh, there's going to be a flag there, and." There's a WW on those turnbuckle pads, and uh, we don't want any of those kids to get get even close to that. So I don't care what you have to do short of killing them. Don't want them. Nobody getting hurt. He specified don't want nobody getting hurt. But uh, make sure they don't they don't touch that turnbuckle over there. <laughs> we were like, holy crap! <laughs> he just said if we if they get over there, we're fired. You're <laughs> yeah, you're five. So we, there, nobody, and short of killing anybody, nobody was going to get past us. And uh, the thing about it is, so funny. Um, they didn't have. I don't know if they, just in case they didn't know if we were going to stop these kids or not, which we were. I mean, and there was there's some big strong dudes over there too. Uh, they had Bob Holly and Charlie Haas in the wings waiting in case somebody got past us. And if uh, yeah, they were going to like reshoot stuff, I guess, if they got past us, so nobody would, you know. So uh, wow. we we represented, so we represented the company well um, during that tough enough thing. And if everybody can, you can go on YouTube and rewatch that stuff. It's on YouTube, Fashion Brothers and Tough Enough. I've watched it several times because I was quite proud of it because I was a straight up shoot man. Wow. <laughs> there was no, there, there was no, there was no nothing about wrestling to that. Yeah. That's so. So was all of tough enough that season? Pretty much a shoot. I know that the pewter yeah. and angle thing was. I've had pewter on my show twice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man. He about he about. You know what I mean, but in Kurt's Kurt's defense, that's when Kurt had um, a bad neck injury and his uh, left arm mm-hmm. was super weak, and you know because he had that neck injury, mm-hmm. and he he didn't have any strength in his in his arm, so pewter. I don't know if Peter like took it easy on him or was really trying to make him tap, but uh, Kurt Kurt got got mm-hmm. <laughs> he got got he did. and Peter had him he, he had did. him, but and again Kurt's defense he had no strength in his left arm. Got it, interesting because of his neck injury. Yeah, um, yeah, we got to get you back on because I, I I love those backstage stories that uh, a lot of people don't know about. Um, uh, it seems like you got you you got some for days, and so uh, I oh. love I love those type of stories. So I could uh, go over hours, man. I got so many, man. Yeah, we were leading up to something. There was something I was leading up to for that. What were we talking about? I see. I get I get off track and I get going. Man. <laughs> I, forget what, um, I forget what the question was. We were talking. To, well, I don't think there was a question. Uh, we, we were talking. Okay, we were talking about uh, the tough enough. Uh, you were talking about the vents. Oh, I know what we were talking about. Okay, yeah. What in the second run? Um, because 
Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, everybody out there. I just keep going there. I forget no what worries. I'm no worries. talking about. Get caught up in my own stories. Well, our second run at the titles, um, because uh, we defended, we represented the WWE, you know, mm-hmm. two, you know, mid-card guys, Basham brothers, who, you know, just just a couple of guys from a little old hick towns in Indiana, man, up there doing our thing, chasing our dream. We defended the WWE and represented um, JBL and uh, The Undertaker went to events and said, you know what, you, we put those boys in harm's way. We need to reward them. Wow. And uh, how we got rewarded was uh, we did that angle when Booker T and um, Eddie Guerrero were doing a, doing a tag match and me and Danny came out of the crowd and uh, I can't remember who they were working. And, um, but we came out of the crowd and, and uh, laid them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when J, you know, JBL uh, supposedly set the hit on Eddie Guerrero and Booker. Mm-hmm. And we were the guys that did it. And that's when we became uh, the secretaries of defense mm-hmm. for uh, JBL. So that's how that, that's how that all came about. Wow. Interesting. That is really cool stuff, man. I, I love those stories. I really do. So we're going to get into these questions, but uh, I, I got to get, I, I'm going to give you a call, man. We'll, we'll, I'll give you a call. Uh, let's, let's, let's get something scheduled again. Cause I, I, I love these stories. Like, yeah, I love them, man. I love them. I love them. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll debrief afterwards. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into these questions here. Uh, Chris is asking, um, how do you feel about performing in Baltimore, Maryland? Well, uh, Chris, I am 100% retired, and I, I have, uh, the last time I ever stepped in a ring, which would be the last time was in 2009 i did a charity show for a buddy of mine and um, i forgot that uh, i wasn't a young stud anymore and i thought i would go ahead and do a diving head but off the top rope i didn't land properly or land right crack my rib done mm. <laughs> yeah so uh I, i'm just not going to be performing anymore i'm done my mm. boots are hung up uh what do you do nowadays Nowadays, I am in uh, medical sales. Oh, nice. When I, when I was graduating high school, uh, I went to Indiana University and I was uh, took part in the pre-med program. I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow, you know, I was three years into it. Uh, my aunt married Nightmare Danny Davis. He opened a wrestling school in Louisville, Kentucky. I always wanted to be a wrestler since I was old enough to turn the TV on and watched it. And uh, I went to the wrestling school. He said I was a natural. And there you have it. Nice. Now, uh, I, my career was over. And I was, you know, still young enough to where I had to work for the, and I didn't, I didn't make Hulk Hogan money, you know, yep. Triple H money, Shawn Michaels money. I didn't make John Cena money. So uh, I had to work. Mm-hmm. So I went back to what I wanted to kind of had a passion to do before I, became a re- uh, professional wrestler and that's in the medical field want to help people. So that's what I'm in, man. That's what I'm doing now. Nice. That's awesome, man. Uh, you're heading to, you're heading to 50 now, aren't you? Man, I'm only 47, 47, 47. <laughs> you still got some years, but you were like in, you know, in your mid thirties 
at that time you you didn't even look like like you were you, you looked a lot younger than you than you were even at those times and uh i know that uh, i know that i think uh danny's in his early 40s now and he like uh yeah one two yeah five years younger than me yeah yeah so i know that he was in his like he was like late 20s early 30s and you were hitting the mid 30s at that time and Mm -hmm. and um yeah it just it just didn't seem like uh it it seemed like because because although you although people were in the business a lot later a lot more than their wwe television exposure a lot of times that that's the case it seemed like you know when you came to wwe that was the beginning for you although it wasn't but uh you you were killing in ovw for a while um and the the thing is it's i, I just i find it really interesting of someone who still had that type of athleticism um you know heading into because you retired at uh, what thirty six? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think you still think you had some 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 years in you? I did. Um, back then, I did. But I knew, um, you know, the deciding factor, other than you know, cracking my rib, the deciding factor that made me say I need to hang up my boots and start. Here's is why I retired. And uh, everybody out there, I'm sure, has watched that movie, The Wrestler, with Mickey Rourke. Yep. I watched that movie, and I, I didn't want to watch that movie for the longest time because I thought it's only oh, got a movie going to make fun of wrestling. You know, my career is what I did for a living. This is what I, you know, don't want nobody making fun of it. You know, and uh, but I, I finally was told that the movie was really, you know, very well written and, and well done. And I said, okay, I'll watch it. When I watched that movie, and I was doing a tour in England. Um, I was on a six-week tour over there, and I, I watched it staying with a buddy of mine over there, and I watched that movie one night. And uh, I said, "You know what? This movie is about as that movie is as true and as close, if not spot on, to the lifestyle of a, of wrestling wrestlers." Yeah. Yeah. And I told myself, "I said, you know what? It's time for me to hang up my boots and start thinking about doing something different because." I'm not going to end up like that. Yeah, yeah. Good call, man. <laughs> definitely, definitely yeah. good call for that. Uh, you know, Randy the Ram. Um, you know, people <laughs> people don't want to want to be don't want to be like that. I mean, there's people who are still at it and still doing a really good job at it. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Jericho, for instance, he he'll be 50 this year, um, but he, you know, he's still he's still doing it beat tanahashi aew champion he's he's still killing it but yeah I, there's there's certain people there's certain i think that's important because a lot of times what you said that was interesting i definitely want to ask you a question with this you can share as much as you want um uh, people who had like that mid-card status like yourself it's one of those things that you you really can't afford not to have a backup because you know the money is going to go is, is going to come and go you're you're more of a liability to events instead of an asset you know what i mean like for instance john cena yeah. can do whatever he wants to do compared to someone like uh akira tozawa nowadays or you know something something like that you know and it's just like you have assets or you have liabilities and so you have more stroke you have more backstage power when you're, you're making all the money and doing all the draws 
But when, you know, you're someone who is an amazing athlete like yourself, but to Vince, you're, you know, you're, you're up one day, you're down the other, you're still a liability to him. You really have to have some type of backup, and and I and I, uh, you know, I definitely commend you for that. So, uh, absolutely, was, man. And and I was I was I fit in that category of of, of boys that was a dime a dozen. You know, mm-hmm. was a di- I was in that category. There's a dime a dozen guys that look yeah. like me, mm-hmm. look like me. So yeah. Now I'm interested. Uh, before I'm start asking a few more questions here before we before uh, I'll let you go. Um, so around that time, what was the for for someone on kind of your tier, what was what was the pay looking like around the early two thousands, um, early to mid two thousands of someone in your tier? In my tier, I mean uh, the contracts. When I got in there, there was there was some restructuring going on with contracts, and then I guess they were wanting to try and bring guys in, pay them a certain salary. I mean, I was on like about a seventy five thousand dollar guarantee. Mm-hmm. And then I had all these other clauses in my contract, you know, for pay-per-views and all this. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, okay, that's, you know, that was 19, that was 2000, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess this is, you know, I'm going to sign this and this is where I'll start. But where I eventually want to be is I want to be in that 250, 300, five and a half a million, million dollar contract yeah. stage. Because I thought, you know, my eyes, that's all these guys up here are making tons of money. Mm-hmm. And that's where I want to be. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where that's kind of where I was. I was in that tier, mm-hmm. and the, the pay scale is so unfair. It's so uneven. I mean, it's so diverse. You got guys up there who are making fifty thousand dollars, and other guys who are making million. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. I don't think it's very fair. Yeah, not fair. Now, wh- where'd you peak at? I mean, did you peak at the seventy five guarantee? Yeah, the seventy five guarantee. Wow. I, I only I only had one. I had a contract for, it was a three-year contract and I signed another three-year contract and it never did get finished out and no money went up. Mm. But, um, you know, where you make, where I made my money was, uh, being on house shows and selling, uh, being on video games and merch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-views, WrestleManias and stuff like that. That's where I made, that's where my money came from. And even with that 75, you, all the expenses were from your dime, right? As far as travel, yeah, lodging, yeah, yeah. food, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. The only <laughs> thing the WWE would take care of was your uh, flight, you know, to yeah. and from. Got it. Yeah. But but you would have to drive a lot too from town to town, though, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And it was this constant life on the road, man. That's why I'm 47. I don't have any children because I didn't want to. I, you know, I didn't want to have. Uh, I didn't want to raise not be home and raise, raise children. Yeah. All right. So just a lightning round of uh, questions here. Uh, I'd say, probably, I'd say uh, uh, just a uh, 90 seconds or less. Um, let's see. Elvis, uh, uh, back when you were on SmackDown, what was your dream match that you wanted, but never had a chance to? Good question. Oh, Elvis, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, dream match. Um, I, I never did get to work for the heavyweight title. Oh, okay. I would have loved to have had a, a match with whoever was uh, heavyweight champ at that time. Who was it? Uh, 03 Lesnar? <laughs> it, was, it was JBL. <laughs> yeah, JBL for, yeah. JBL, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, you know, at yeah. the time. That was the undisputed uh but they had the world title too at that time. Yeah. 
Um, hmm. What was world champ? But, uh, it was Triple H one because Triple H and Booker T was 19 for the title. And that was that was in, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my, my years here. 19 was 03. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember your, uh, you know, I've had so much <laughs> memory loss from all the head traumas or whatever. Just like in football concussions, I've had like seven. Oh, I can't gotcha. remember. I, I can't, but like I said, later on tonight, I'll be laying down in bed. I'll go, uh, I'll just come out. Oh, it was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so 19 was 03. Yeah, yeah. So Triple H was uh, the world champion at WrestleMania at that time. Uh, my, the highlight of my career was uh, WrestleMania 20 in, in New York, where me and Danny uh, won the, the triple threat. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Rikishi and Scotty. See, I can't remember. Rikishi and Scotty were champs. And yeah. uh, went in there in front of 20,000 strong. Bro. Nice. Nice. You talk about one split moment. When I walked out, when our music hit and I walked out, I marked out for a second. Yeah. Because that's my dream. I'm like, I want to be in WrestleMania. Man, I'm walking out. Yeah, I remember right Danny, too. I said, oh, my God. We're, dude, just take a minute. Take a minute. Take a minute. Look, 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 look. And you walked out. And then it was just people all around man it yeah. was awesome yeah and then i got back funny. into character so i broke <laughs> character about three seconds i broke character yeah i, I love to see stuff like that just just when people just kind of just kind of soak it in you know what i mean it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's good to be in character i get it but it's like I, I love when wrestlers are still marks. I love it. I, I just, I, I love it, man. I think it's so cool. And just, you know, especially because, because we can, we, we as fans, we know when someone is just authentic, you know what I mean? It's like, we, we feel that authenticity from someone who really loves the sport, you know? And I think when someone just kind of marks out for the business, and, mm-hmm. and it, like that, like you said, just kind of soaking in and like, wow, you know, I remember when I was, you know, watching MSG videos, you know, <laughs> you know, VHS <laughs> videos, you know, and just that moment. And then it just we feel it, too, you know, as, as spectators. So it's it's oh. really cool to hear stuff like that. Yeah. You go back and go back and watch. I don't know if they they I mean, it may have happened before they put the cameras off when they're coming out or, or a little bit after they're climbing in. But. I, uh, you, you can see it because I, I stopped and I was just like, oh my, God. Wow. oh wow, you know, I was like, oh, oh, jumping up inside, I'm jumping up and down, you know, running around in circles. That's awesome. Then, yeah, the biggest, the best workers are the biggest marks. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, here we go. Brendan, Brendan is asking. Uh, you have shared the ring with many tag teams. Who, who was the one tag team you enjoyed working with? I guess enjoyed working most with. Oh, yeah, Brandon. I, the, the, the best tag team that I, the, well, I enjoyed working with all of them. Mm-hmm. Probably the easiest and the most fun was Eddie and Chavo or Eddie and Ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, easiest, fun, joking, up in there, just having a good time, clowning. It, <laughs> everything was so easy. I yeah. mean, and Eddie was so entertaining it was fun yeah now eddie and ray took the titles from y'all right yeah 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 uh let's see no uh eddie uh wait no scotty and rikishi took them that was at mania right 
Yeah, who? I thought it was Eddie and Ray, like the 05 reign, I thought. Because y'all y'all won on SmackDown, right? It was like a four-way? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, we dropped them. We dropped them to, I think it was to Scotty and Rikishi on uh, a was, SmackDown taping. It was, no, it was no way out that y'all, that Eddie and Ray beat y'all, wasn't it? Oh, and it was when we were in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. It was when we were in the cabinet, I yeah, think, yeah. right? And then... Um, and then Eddie and Ray did their angle mm-hmm. to for ter- Eddie to turn. Yep, yep. See? And then the Dominic thing and SummerSlam. Yep. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yeah. There it is. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's three more questions cool for you. Hey, I'm cool. I can go all night long, brother. All right. Sounds good. Um, here it is. Uh, Cole is asking, technical wrestling is the best. Who uh, is your all-time favorite technical wrestler? By the way, <clears throat> you were pretty dang good at it. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Cole. I, I had a lot of guys I like. I tried to be like and, and looked up to, but the one match that I had with a guy that I, I couldn't wait to have a match with that I thought was just amazing, and I got to work him once in OVW, and then I worked him a couple times, two three times in OV and WWE was Chris Benoit. Mm. Yeah, we that's the crap out of each other too. It yeah. was real. A lot of loud rounds. <laughs> Nice. A lot of cl- <clears throat> a lot of great. clubbing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um <clears throat> there's some really, really good uh there's some really good questions. Um let's see. Cole uh Cole's asking again, uh, does Heyman really have the mastermind that a lot of us fans think he does? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> simple as that. One word answer. Yeah, yes. simple as that. Um, Toby, Toby's asking, uh, <clears throat> Toby has a Duke avatar, my man. I'm a huge Duke basketball fan. So I like uh-huh. Toby already. Uh, <laughs> you're a Kentucky guy, aren't you? Uh, IU. IU. Okay. You're Indiana. I'm a Hoosier, man. I'm a Hoosier. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, Don't hate. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Knight days. <laughs> I'll give you all that. When was, that. That's when I was there. That's when I was going to college, man. Yeah. Bobby Knight was there, man. Yeah. Did he really? Did he really uh, poop in the middle of the court? Uh, he did throw a chair. Yes. You wow. can, I think you can YouTube that and find it. <laughs> no, but there was a story of like he pooped in the middle of the court and like told like his uh, students, told his kids, I, like uh, that's what you. That's what you were like. Uh, well, they lost a game or something like that, and like pooped in the middle of the court and said, "That's what you. That's what you all look like," or something crazy like that. that. Was yeah. I don't know. I don't ever remember that happening. I mean, maybe he. I, I've never heard that. So yeah. I'm going to problem. I'm going to go with no. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> let's let's just hope that was just a rumor. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Toby's asking, who did you meet that gave you goosebumps? Well, I will say this, and uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. I remember meeting Hulk Hogan for the very first time, brother. Because I grew up, I, I grew up watching Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it was at a pay per view, a joint pay per view, and me and Danny got finished eating. We were not on that pay per view. It was a, either a SummerSlam or, or one of the big four, and we were walked out of catering, and we were going back. We were just going to hang out and kill some time to watch to we watched the show, and Hogan was Hulkster was cutting a promo, you know, pre-tape, and I walked up. I go, oh, oh, Dave, listen, that's the Hulkster. He goes, 
oh no. I said, oh yeah. He goes, no, don't. I go, oh yeah, I'm going to. He goes, don't do it. Don't mark out. I'm, I'm not going to mark out, but I'm definitely going to shake the Hulkster's hand and introduce myself. And he was up there doing his, doing his uh, promo and went through it. You know, he had to do a couple takes. He must go, oh, very rare because the Hulkster's on point. And then he had to cut it again and he got done. You know, and he was in—he was in character, right? Oh, brother, I'm going. Uh-huh. And then uh, he walks off. I go, Hulkster, Doug Basham, pleasure to meet you. And he, you know, I was expecting him to say, "I can do it, brother. Eat your vitamins, drink your milk. Yeah, brother. Good, you know, good to meet you." No, it was like, "Hey, man, Terry, pleasure to meet you." Nice. And I was like, I was so excited. And I was a little bit crushed. <laughs> yeah, because he, because yeah, because he was uh, out of kayfabe. Just kayfabe just died right there to you. Like, that did not go how I was picturing. It. And I'm so left down. I should have listened to Danny. <laughs> yeah, like that was the go. that was the death of kayfabe to De- uh, to Doug Basham right there. That one moment. <laughs> and I lived in I lived in Florida, and I was invited uh, to. Uh, Edge, he, he was getting married, Adam, and Hulk, the Hulkster was at, and I was at, at the wedding. I was dating Gail Kim at the time, mm-hmm. and we went to the wedding, and um, we, uh, the Hulkster was there wearing a, like a flowered shirt and a bandana on his head. I was mm-hmm. like, hold on, man, everyone's dressed up. You're wearing a bandana <laughs> and a flowered shirt. <laughs> you gotta stay in the gimmick, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now you kind of you kind of threw something in there that I didn't know. You dated uh, Gail Kim. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't think I ever knew that. That's uh that, that, interesting. What's uh what year was that and how long? Well, we dated about five years. Really? From like yeah, two thousand two thousand five. Wow. I, mean, I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta find out if I knew that or not. I don't even know if I knew. opened a whole new can of worms there, very didn't I? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> Uh, all right. So let's see. Let me ask you a couple good, really good ones here. Um, oh, here's a good one. Cole's asking some really good ones. Uh, do you have any cool stories of Batista and OVW? Part of the coolest story I have about Batista that I, I can't say on air, but um, the second one would be. He and I were doing, I was, I was the machine and I was wearing a leather mask and nobody, actually nobody knew who I was because I had came back to OVW. Like I've been gone for a while and I came back to OVW. I totally transformed my body. I was like shredded and just built, but not like Batista. Cause he was, he was a monster. I mean, he was just like a bodybuilder figure and we built this angle to where I was the heavyweight champion and I was you know, avoiding people and just beating people. And I had this revolution and, you know, I was well protected. So the best story I had was, uh, with him, we, we had a match and I was dropping the title to, to, to him. He was going to be the champ. And, uh, the finish was a spear or no, he, he speared me and then gave me the, the power bomb. Mm-hmm. So he speared me. And when he, spe- when he speared me, I, I farted in the ring and I was like, oh, I hope that was just a fart. Spear me, boom. Then he picked me up. He picked me up oh. and powerbombed me. And, and he's sitting there and he covered me. And I'm like, you smell that, Dave? Dave, you smell that? 
because <laughs> you know I'm wearing a mask, right? Yeah. Said, no, oh, he ripped the mask off me. I'm sorry. That's right, because he shoved it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there, and he's body, you know, he because and he's his, you know, his shoulders are on my legs. I don't know. You smell that? You smell that? <laughs> There's wow. the best story I got. Nice, nice, nice. Now let me ask you this: like that happens, man. Yeah, it does. It does, and it makes me want to ask you this question real quick. Let us know. I mean, you. I'm interested of getting just like the the backstage revealing stuff. Now, explain to us how the conversations work when you're covering and things like that. I know. I've seen like a. I've been a journalist for a decade now, and I've I've got a lot of good uh, buddies who still wrestle for WWE. But you know, they still want to keep the. They kind of still want to keep the secret things, the secret things. I'm interested in asking you, like when people are covering, do you check and see if they're okay? Did you say thank you? Because I know Seth Rollins recently. I think he, I think he said thank you to Roman Reigns one time. And what are those conversations when you cover someone for the one, two, three? I don't know about everybody else, but I know what I did, and everybody pretty much that I, I worked with did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whether I was covering them or they were covering me, I would always say thank you. Mm-hmm. And oh, nice. thank you, thank you, because you know it's you're working together and didn't didn't hurt you took care of you and you guys created a created a, an awesome match hopefully or good you know told a good story so you just you just thank each other like, that's thanks, really man. cool yeah wow that's really cool so so <laughs> from now on everybody who's watching uh wrestling when you see two people covering know that uh, there's a good chance that they're probably saying thank you to each other <laughs> yeah the, the, the key is is uh saying thank you without nobody knowing you're saying it, right. you're not moving your mouth that's stuff like right. that I, I became quite the ventriloquist when i learned how to talk without moving my mouth nice nice that's really cool uh all right brian is asking well brian said it was dog poop for the for the uh the bobby knight uh store oh. so yeah, there you, you go. Brother. There you go. Uh, he's also asking, uh, who is your favorite and least favorite to work with? My favorite to work with, man, that's that's a tough one. If I had because I loved working with everybody, and because it was so easy, and everybody was so professional and so good. But um, probably my when I actually got to work with Chris Benoit for the very first time when I was in OVW. Because uh, he was one of my um, idols, you know. Now, I mean, even though he did what he did, everybody has their opinion, so do I. But, you know, at that time, he was the guy I was really looking forward to working with. Sure. So that was that was probably my the most um, anticipated person I was looking to work with. Mm-hmm. And the match was awesome. Nice. The least, and it really wasn't the least, um, because I, I enjoyed working with everybody. Cool. Um, all right. I think, uh, uh, Daniel's asking, Who is your favorite wrestler growing up? Who's my favorite wrestler growing up? Oh man, I loved Razor Ramon. <laughs> I thought he was so cool, Scott. All yeah, I thought he was so cool. And the very first time I ever met him, I was I marked out. I was like, Ugh. yeah, but I was just a kid, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, uh, all right. Last question. 
Okay, I think that's there's two of them. Uh, okay, real quick. There's three good ones. Okay, so real quick, did you accidentally did you ever accidentally break character in a ring? Ryan's asking. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the time. Did you really? Was it that was oh, yeah. it that often? Oh yeah. <laughs> Every time you go in there you tell a joke and you just laugh and <laughs> Yeah, all the time, man. You yeah, pay wow. attention on house shows is where it mainly happened. T V T V was business. Mm. Yeah. House shows is when you had fun. Yeah. Um which diva did you have a crush on? I dated Joe Kim. There you go. Yep. All right. And last uh, question. There was a good one. Okay, here we go. Elvis is asking, uh, do you believe that JBL should be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, he wants JBL in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I call. I still talk to JBL every now and then. We're, we're, we're you know, acquainting and friends. Yeah. And I told him, I said, let me know when you're going to go in because I want to be there. Nice. Nice. Wow, my man, it has been awesome, man. Uh, it's been really, really cool. I wasn't expecting it to be this fun. I was supposed to be fun, but not this fun. <laughs> and uh, well, man, I, I appreciate being on four hundred six, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll, I'll uh, get, be getting in contact with you soon, uh, so we can bring you back on the show to share some some really cool stories. Um, about the different things uh, i'm really interested in like a wrestlemania story too uh wrestlemania 20 story and, and some things that led up to that and there's all different types of angles uh, that we can go uh with wrestlemania season that uh, we can we can discuss if you're interested oh chris i got all kinds of stories man i could talk for days and uh, <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate you having me on man and uh, i really appreciate all the fans i know i wasn't uh, like one of the, the mainstream stars or something like that but um, I really enjoyed fans that would uh, message or come up and ask for autographs and talk and just everybody was really cool when I was when I was there and I always tried to be nice and sign autographs and, and say hi and talk and take pictures and stuff like that. So because the fans, man, were that that if there was no fans, I wouldn't be able to do what I did. Mm-hmm. And those are the best times of my life, man. I'll never forget them, you know. And I have a lot of memories and uh, a lot of the fans helped help make those memories come true because uh, if they weren't buying tickets, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing. There you go. I really appreciate the fans, man. Awesome. Nothing ain't nothing without the fans. Amen. There you go. Awesome, man. Appreciate you, Doug. Have a good night, man. You got it, bud. Take care. Bye. That was awesome. Uh, Doug Basham, um, my guy. I really appreciate him being on the show, and uh, that was really, really cool. I was not expecting it to be that fun um, uh, with uh, with that. Uh, we had a, I had a couple of things in mind to talk about with uh, with Doug. Uh, but, yeah, that was fun, man. That was really, really fun. So how's everybody doing? Uh, we've got a uh, little about an hour left to, to talk. Of course, there's Ask Chris questions. Yes, Cody. Uh, Cody's just jumping on. Um, Cody, uh, it's funny. Uh, I will be okay. So you're jumping on now. I'll put it on Twitter. So from now on, it will be uh, simulcasted through the uh, Wrestling Rumors and Slam Buzz uh, Facebook pages. Uh, that's a reach of nearly seven thousand people. Um, uh, seventy seven hundred thousand people, not seven thousand seven hundred thousand people. Um, so basically, what's um, 
uh, what I'm going to do from now on, Cody, is uh, in order to continue to build up the Crave Wrestling YouTube page, uh, if you're looking at this right now, go and subscribe. Um, but uh, we're going to go the route of live Facebook through those two platforms, uh, simul, uh, simulcast. We're pulling a WrestleMania 2 from now on. Um, so jump on. I will have uh, YouTube. I, I will have uh, each uh, uh, episode uh, on YouTube uh, following the live. And I'm actually considering um, uh, I'm actually considering doing all three at once, uh, all the two platforms and Crave Wrestling. But in order to do that, I need your guys's assistance with the Patreon. So you need to go to here, patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams in order to make uh, some some adjustments, some upgrades, some things like that. Uh, I need your I need your support. I need your support financially. I'm here for you. I do it for you every single week, 406 straight weeks. So give a dollar, give six dollars. I think there's like two tiers there. Both of them were less than a, a combo meal. Uh, <laughs> one combo meal at a fast food place. You only got to do that one month. In order to do that, I'll be able to continue to do the enhancements. Now, there's a lot of people who followed me from years ago and and, <laughs> and have seen the advancements of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I'm doing that because of uh, your support. So I appreciate you all financially. Uh, your financial support. Go to patreon.com uh, slash Pancakes and Power Slam show. If you join, uh, if you become a member, if you become a patron, go there. If you join the top tier and you are there for three straight months, you get a Pancakes and Power Slams t-shirt. So, uh, and I will, and I have those, and there's uh, some people who uh, are patrons now who have those Pancakes and Power Slams t-shirts who can actually vouch in the comment board uh, for those, or and there's also uh, patrons who actually got the who actually made the three month mark. I believe I think I believe Cole uh, is uh, a part of the three month and uh, over club now. So thank you, Cole. You have a um, a t shirt coming your way. So go ahead and message me privately your uh, t shirt size, and uh, we will get you a PMP t shirt. So congratulations and thank you for your support. For those, listen. Pancakes and Power Slams, patreon.com slash pancakes and power slam show. There's actually an upgrade that I want to do uh, to be able to host it on all three streams, including YouTube. Uh, and of course, I need your financial support to do that. So I appreciate you all being patrons and supporting the show for eight years. That's huge. Eight years. So hashtag ask Chris so you can ask me any questions you know it's ask Chris time we're going to talk about some uh, Russell Kingdom and I'm going to and uh, I'm going to answer the ask Chris questions that you have for me uh, let's talk about some Russell Kingdom though your thoughts on Russell Kingdom um, any any thoughts that you have on Russell Kingdom so let's uh, so so night one and two. Let me go. Let's do Wrestle Kingdom first. Let me. Uh, so I watch. I watch Wrestle Kingdom and I watch New Year's Dash. So I watched all three, all three nights 
um, throughout like <laughs> I think today was the last time I have New Japan World. So I watched uh, I think I watched night one. I think it came like on East Coast. It came like three in the morning. So I, I wasn't going to be up for that. So um, in the at the gym, I watched night one on, um, you know, the day after. Well, the day of, so it came on like three in the morning. So, I, so that day, I wa- I start watching night one, and then when I came to do work in the evening, I finished night one, and then night two, I watched like over two days, I believe, and then I was actually watching night two, uh, in Raw simultaneously yesterday, uh, last night, and then today I watched uh, New Year's Bash. So, I watched uh, all three of them, <clears throat> and. For night one, um, let me look at the uh, card and just remember the, some things that I thought was uh, pretty cool. Um, so for night one, oh, real quick, I was I, I knew that this was going to happen, but not happy that Liger lost both nights. Liger was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to do a promo with the new day. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I like that. Um, yeah, cheaper than a cheeseburger. That's right. That's right. Um, yes, donates. Antoine is saying, um, rumors about Drew McIntyre turning face. I think uh, CC's planted with the way he's been on the mic. Uh, you know. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I'm cool with Drew. Actually, I've had Drew McIntyre on my show. Um, I don't know how I feel about that as a face. He was so good as a heel, so good as a heel. And he's still like, he's at the point now where he's kind of, people are getting the three, two, one thing. I can tell that that's a, uh, that's an angle of where he's going to turn face, but he's still, he's still fighting heels. I want to see drew and Brock. I don't, I don't think Brock should ever turn face. So if we do see drew Brock, I do want to see drew as the face. So. Hmm. Yeah. I think eventually we'll see it. I, I wouldn't do it now though. I wouldn't do it now. I would do it right before SummerSlam. I think I think Brock should keep the title, whoever he goes against. And we'll talk about that as far as just uh, in the headlines. Um, the other two headlines we'll talk about um, as far as the lack of booking for WrestleMania so far. Uh, I don't know. Now, I, I mean, three months... I don't know if three months is good enough to really get behind Drew as a baby face. Um, he's got more character. I mean, he started NXT as a baby face, and he was a baby face for a while. Actually, he was a baby face the whole time in NXT, wasn't he? Lost Andrade. And then he, I think he gradually, I think he was like turning heel. Um, and that's when Adam Cole debuted, I believe, too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so he really 
like became a heel, a hated heel, and on the main roster. And he's he's he does such a good. I mean, WWE is really deprived of good heels nowadays. So I think you really want to keep that. You want to keep that element of a good heel. And Drew is one of the only people. Baron Corbin's killing it. He's on. He's probably the best one right now, as far as just a a true heel. Um, and Drew was up there. So you, you want to keep that. You want to keep that the element of the true heels. Seth is getting there too. Uh, you know, he no one cheers Seth anymore, so that's good. He's a you know he's he, I would consider him a true heel now. <clears throat> so. I don't know. It's it's uh it's quite interesting to see where they're gonna do with Drew. I wouldn't turn him face yet. I mean, I, I can see more a Drew Brock SummerSlam type of thing. I don't know if I'm sold on Drew Brock and Mania with Drew as a face yet. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I see that yet. <clears throat> Eventually, yes, but you don't want to hot shot. Uh, someone to becoming a babyface who's been a heel for so long and a really good one. I think you want to kind of put some. I always say put some equity in that and um, kind of build to him becoming a, a really good babyface. So those are my initial thoughts on it. Uh, all right, so let's uh, talk about some Wrestle Kingdom. Um, let's see what other. Uh, <clears throat> we got real quick. Uh, Usos return real quick, Elvis. I <clears throat> think it's cool. I think uh, it'll be. I think it's cool. I like it. I would be interested to see. Here's what I would be interested to see. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to see Roman. You know, I've been a huge Roman Reigns fan. Still am. He's my favorite wrestler in the WWE. I don't want to see Roman win the Royal Rumble. And face Bray uh, at Mania. I don't want to see that. I've, I, I've talked about this before. Put some more time in it. He's doing a really good job. <clears throat> I want to see Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Seth and AOP. I think that would be cool for WrestleMania because you can cross brand like that with WrestleMania. Um, and I think that would be a pretty cool cross brand match Roman and the Usos versus Seth and AOP. That would even work in Roman's favor because right now you're you're trying to make Roman as big as a babyface as you can, and so I think if you did that, you know, Seth him working with Seth and AOP who are just true heels, I think that would help Roman substantially. So um, yeah, I think that's I think that's what you do. I'll be I'll be totally cool with that. Um, <clears throat> I'd be cool with that being a Mania match actually. Um, with 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 cro- with cross branding because the thing is you don't want to get to the point where you are just totally backtracking all the equity that you've built with Roman Reigns becoming a babyface. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because if he wins that Royal Rumble and if he go against the Fiend, all of that time b- built and spent for him to actually be a babyface will just be gone and you'll be right back into that situation again of him being booed and you don't want that um and finally you've got to the point where he's being majority cheered 
So I think if you do Reigns and the Usos against uh, Rollins and AOP, there you go. I think there's there's a big story behind that. Rollins, uh, Reigns and Rollins, the Shield, Stables, Trios. I think there's a lot of things you can work with with that. Um, you know, that that that'll work. That'll be pretty cool. Um, uh, Elvis, I did. I'm 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 glad that you remember that I'm a Titans fan. Uh, did I? It was a uh, a slugfest, as uh, Jim Ross would say. It was mostly fourteen to thirteen for most of for most of it, uh, with the exception of that last minute uh, pick six. But we slayed the the, the goat, the beast. We beat the uh, the Patriots. That is amazing, and so I was uh, very very happy about that. Uh, yes, that is my team, absolutely. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, no, no. Heyman leaving Brock and joining up with Seth and LP. I don't want to see Brock alone. I don't want to see Brock without Heyman. Um, uh, there's just no point in that. <clears throat> and Seth, Seth is already the Mike, the Mike guy. For, he's he's already the stick guy for ALP and Seth, so they don't they don't really need a manager. But Seth is kind of playing the manager, the, the the player coach role at this point. Um. Oh, the Dark Order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking of the Dark Order, but uh, the way that you were describing it, I don't. I, I, didn't really pick it up from from what you were saying, but yeah, the Dark Order. Um, it seemed like they're trying to recruit the Jurassic Express. Uh, they're trying to recruit, I think, Jungle Boy. Right? I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, Cole, don't you don't you don't you trip, man? Don't you trip? I saw that. Uh, Brock used to do promos before. Not good ones. Not very good ones. Um. Thank you, Cole. So it was a great idea. Cool. All right. So uh, let's talk. What were your thoughts on Russell Kingdom? What are your thoughts on Russell Kingdom? Did you watch it? What'd you think? What grade would you give it? What do you think about Russell Kingdom? All right. So let's talk about night one real quick. Um. So I watched all of it. I watched even the dark matches. Well, I watched the pre-show. Um, well, nothing much to say about the pre-show matches. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was cool to see Tatsu- Tatsumi Fujinami uh, compete again. I think it was like 93 when he went against Hogan. So that was really cool, man. That was really, really cool. Um, um yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawkeye's destroying USC. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it was '93 when Fujinami went against uh, Hogan uh, in in Tokyo. Let me see. Let me find out. '94. Yeah, '94. Hogan went against Muda in '93, September of '93, and in '94. Um, the January 4th event at Tokyo Dome, uh, Hogan won against um, Fujinami. So that was pretty cool. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. 
Uh, let's see. Chaos, Defending Bullet Club. That was a good match. Um, Hard-hitting. Suzuki Goon uh, beating uh, L.I.J. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., you know, the you know he he's always he's got a submission move for days, so that was cool to see. Uh, Finjuice winning the tag team titles that was pretty interesting. Um, Moxley and uh and an Archer, yeah, yeah. So that that was interesting. I think that's good because I think that protects Archer. Because they're they're they've really put some good investment in Archer uh uh in 2019 and them losing by count out was um I think that was a good call to to do that. Um because he didn't get pinned and they protected him. He, and it's weird that he lost the title that way, but him not getting pinned or submitting, I think that protects his character. Um Takahashi winning. I, I, I knew that that was going to happen. Uh, and then Naito beating Jay White was really good match. Really, really good match. And um, Okada beating Ibushi was an incredible match. The, the last two matches were just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Last three matches. The junior title match, too, was awesome. That was like, that took an hour and a half. Of of the time, over an hour and a half of of the total time, I think that the last three matches were incredible. Really, the Texas Death match was really good too. But the junior title match, the IC title match, and the the heavyweight title match um, that that was uh, that was really really good. Uh, the night two, um, yeah, Taka, yeah, Liger losing. Uh, uh Takahashi uh pending Liger. Um that was sad to see. That was sad to see. And then Nigger's Dash did the celebration. Um wrestling five different decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh about uh, Dustin Rhodes and Ray uh wrestling in uh, five different decades. That was pretty cool. Um Moxley beating Juice, that was good. ZSJ to be uh, beating Sonata. I actually thought Sonata was going to win the match because uh, they've been putting some investment in him. Pongi 3K winning the uh, junior tag team titles again. I've uh, I've criticized the junior tag division. I-, I wish that there was more teams involved in the junior tag division. I've said this before watching Wrestle Kingdoms. Uh, I wish that there was a, l- a little bit more involvement of new people. I think this is like their fourth time winning the tag team titles. Um, and they've only been around for a few years. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then JY defeating Ibushi. I expected that too. They protected Ibushi because Gato was involved and they had all types of crazy bells and whistles and shenanigans and all that. Uh, Goto beating Kenta. That was a really good match. That was one of my favorite matches of the uh, night, too. Jericho and Tanahashi. You know, Jericho's in my all, all-time top five, but I it was okay. It was okay. I was a little underwhelmed by that match. Um, it wasn't bad at all, but I was a little underwhelmed, especially from two 
amazing uh, names like Jericho and Tanahashi. Um, it was it was okay. It was it was okay. It, it was it was good, but it was it was good, but it was a bit um, underwhelming for me. I think maybe I expected more. Maybe I expected too much. I don't know. I mean, they. It wasn't bad though. It wasn't bad. And then Naito beating Okada. I mean, you know the the commentator Chris. Um, I forgot the con- uh, who who uh, translated Chris uh, Charlton, uh, who uh, translates to uh, the, the, he's also the, also the translator. Uh, he really put he really put Naito over like a bunch, <laughs> like he put him over so much. And I was like, oh man, he's gonna win. Watch him win this match and beat Okada because Chris Charlton put him over talking about five years old, kindergarten, catching a train with his dad to watch wrestling and all that. And I'm like, oh man, I because Okada's one of my top. I mean, he's uh I, my 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 top five's been the same five for a while now. Well, Actually, I really, I'm, I'm still looking at my five. My five has changed a little bit on the on the lower end because I can put Jericho in there again because he's full time again. So I would say, as far as modern era, I would say my number one. I mean, still it's Jay Lethal, Roman Reigns, Kazuchika Okada, New Day as a whole, and then I, I would say Jericho in the fifth spot just because he's full time again. And Jericho's my four number four all time, so I, I guess I'll throw Jericho in that fifth spot. Um, but yeah, um, Jay Lethal, uh, Roman Reigns, Kazuchika Okada, New Day, Jericho—that's my top five. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I knew he was, so him winning was something that was uh, bittersweet because Naito's such a awesome competitor. But you know, Okada's my guy, man. I, I'm I'm a huge <laughs> Okada mark. I think he's fantastic. I think he's amazing. So uh, he can he can keep the title for eight years, and I'll be totally fine with it. He kept it for two at once, and I was totally fine with it. <laughs> so it's cool. Uh, could WWE pull off a good four corners match like back in the day? Um, a little bit elaborate a little bit more into that. Um, Cole, as far as four corners, just uh, like a like a uh, like a Texas, um, uh, like a four corners, like a Texas strap match type of four corners, or just a four way match. Um, because if it's if you're talking like Texas strap match, no. Uh, the Texas bull rope match, uh, the touch the four corners. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where they use the bull. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I think JBL, uh, was it JBL and taker that had the, the bull rope match? Um, or was it JBL and Eddie? Um, let me see. I was for the, that was when he was a champ. Might've been Eddie. Uh, or it might have been Batista. Um, Batista. It was Batista. Um, 2005 Texas Bull Rope match. Yeah. 
So I think that's really the last one I remember. And it was okay. It was okay. It was a good it was a good gimmick to help JBL while he was champ. So um that worked. Um, all right, so what else? What else are we talking about here? That was the Wrestle Kingdom review. And that was uh, headlines. When will Becky drop the belt into who? I think it'll be Mania to maybe Ronda Rousey. Hmm. Maybe Ronda Rousey returns at the Royal Rumble. Maybe we'll see Rousey versus Lynch at Mania. I surely don't want to see uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I don't want to see that. So we haven't had any pregnancy things. That was her project after Mania last year uh, of, you know, starting a family. Haven't heard anything from that. So if she's ready to rock and roll, I was, I would say, um, I would say uh, Rousey either returning at the mania uh, at the raw after the Royal rumble or the raw after the chamber. Um, and, and starting a program with Becky Lynch that I think that would be marquee for sure. Uh, what else we got? Uh, do I listen to Corey Graves podcast? Uh, I have listened to like one episode, I think. Um, yeah, he was bashing something. I think he was bashing uh, matches, the same matches are happening over and over again. I forgot who he had on as guest, but he he was talking before he brought the guest on. He was kind of giving his type of commentary on some things, and he made some good points, though. I, I agree. He was talking about... Uh, the same match happened over and over and over again and how that just loses his luster. And I agree with him. Totally. Um, Shayna. Nah. Eh. Flair versus Shayna. Huh. Yeah. Flair versus Shayna. I don't know if I'd make that a mania match. But I think it has some. I think it has some interest, some intrigue to it. I suppose it has some intrigue to it. Um. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I think it has. Uh, I think it has some intrigue to it. Uh, all right. So let's talk about uh, Brock Lesnar uh, in the Royal Rumble. Um, so. Paul, Paul Heyman um, announced on Raw that uh, Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar is going to be a part of the Royal Rumble match, and he's going to be at number one. So I thought that this was the, the weirdest thing. I thought this was the most, the oddest thing <laughs> when he said that. And so as I was looking at it, it was just kind of, a bunch of ellipses to me. Like it would just kept going. Like I was just kind of wondering what the catch in this is. Um, and I was like, okay, so is this for the title? Is this for 
if he wins, does he get an automatic title shot against Bray? If he gets eliminated, does that relinquish the title? And does the winner still get a universal title match? There's just so many uh, loose ends in this whole thing. And it just made it so weird to me. And I'm like, this is just really weird. It is there's no stipulation to it. Now, granted, back in like 80, 89 and 90, when like Hogan won, you know, he was champ. But that this is the first time that a this is the first time since the incentive of winner gets that WrestleMania spot that a WWE champion has been in the Royal Rumble with no um with no incentive. Like Roman Reigns was champ I think back in what was that? 16 when Triple H won it uh when he entered in number 1 um I think he was Yeah, I think he was champ, wasn't he? Um the time that uh, Triple H won it back in, I think it was 2016. Ambrose was the ro- uh, was the runner up. Let me verify that. Uh, well, it may have been 15. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It was 16. It was 16. Triple H won at the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns uh, beat Sheamus on Raw. Um. Uh, about six weeks prior. And uh yeah, so triple so Roman Reigns entered number one and he was champ, but it was for the title though. So I can't think of anybody post Hogan or post incentive, you know, winner beca- becomes number one contender that actually entered in as champ with nothing at stake. It was just weird to me. It's like his so many loose ends. So I did some digging, and what I heard was, um, there was it's it's twofold. I heard one, um, and I and I've known this for a while. I've known this for like a couple of weeks now. They still ha- don't have anything. They really don't have anything locked in for for Mania. The biggest rumor now is Reigns versus uh, the Fiend for the Universal Championship. That's really the only thing they have rumored right now. There were some rumors of like Tyson Fury or uh, or Cain Velasquez against Brock, um, which I don't want to see that at all. I mean, for the championship, that would just be terrible. Um, so they really don't, they legitimately don't have a competitor for Brock. Uh, I, heard, I heard like a couple weeks ago, someone threw the name of Ricochet for Brock for the Rumble, um, but not for Mania, but for the Rumble. Of, so, of course, that didn't happen. So they didn't, really don't have anybody for Brock, and they're still um, trying to figure out who to to for, for Brock to go against. And so I heard that. I also heard that um, – He's entering the number one. He's entering at number one for the for the fans to get a gauge of um, for them for for the writing staff to get a gauge of who they want who or who could possibly be against Lesnar 
at Mania. It's a really, really weird thing. So essentially, if this, if the rumors are true that I heard, and uh, there's a there's a couple other sites that verified it too that that that's passed along these rumors too. But if the rumors that I heard was true, essentially what you're doing is you're creating the live crowd at uh, what Minute Maid Stadium, right? So um, Houston Astros uh, Stadium. So essentially what you're saying is you're asking the fans at Minute Maid Stadium to be a focus group for, for the WWE. So you're you're not paying them because I've been in plenty of focus groups. Focus groups typically are paid. So what you're doing essentially is you're saying that I want the Houston Astros Stadium attendees, Minute Maid Stadium, to be a focus group to determine who's going to go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's genius for WWE, but everybody in Houston that night, you should feel duped because you have to pay to get a ticket there and you will not be compensated for that focus group that you would be a part of. Uh, And you didn't have to sign any papers or any waivers or anything like that. No confidentiality, nothing. You're going to be a part of the focus group. If these rumors are true, which definitely they seem to be, you're going to be a part of a focus group to determine who will compete against Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania. Congratulations. So that is really, really, really interesting stuff. So we'll see. We'll see who uh, will be that person. But, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they should have figured this out last year. I agree 100%. Uh, Cole said, I bet we'll be disappointed the Royal Rumble match. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think at the I think at the bottom the bottom line is man, just uh, they don't have anybody. I mean, if I had again, I, I'm I'm Lashley Lesnar. I think this whole Lashley thing is just totally wasted potential for him. I went Lashley Lesnar. That's just I mean the writing is on the wall of how much that seemingly will draw. Um, if I had another choice, it would be like a Keith Lee. Um, I've had, I have, I've had Keith Lee on my show before and he's talked about how he wants to face Lesnar at WrestleMania. So, you know, the thing is you have to have someone, you know, you have to have someone in the marquee that seems like they, that seems like they can legit beat Brock Lesnar or their, their 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 pop in the moment is so infectious that their 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 um their support can get behind possibly beating um Brock Lesnar. So we don't really don't have that with anybody. I mean the default to me would be Braun Strowman. I still want to see Braun beat Lesnar. It's crazy that Seth Rollins beat Lesnar twice last year. And Braun Strowman still still struggling to beat Brock Lesnar. Had time after time after opportunity after opportunity. Um, the still didn't beat still didn't beat Lesnar, but for some somehow Rollins wins twice in one year. That's just very very weird to me. Um, <laughs> Brian is uh, asking uh, uh, about the Otis thing. 
it's a it's a fun thing to see on SmackDown, man. I, I look forward to it. It's a nice way to use both of them. Um, how would it go? Yeah, probably Mandy uh, eventually turning heel again, or Mandy being a manager of heavy machinery. Now that would be funny. Uh, Rusev returns Bulgarian brood. Yeah, I mean, so and Bulgarian brute. I mean, you're still gonna get Rusev day chance. That's not gonna stop Rusev day chance. He's just gonna. And Bulgarian brute was a heel. Rusev day is the baby face. It's it's weird. It's just really odd booking. Very odd booking for sure. Um. All right. So we're gonna talk about Hogan. Uh, yeah, Cole, he returned to SmackDown, not NXT. And then you get like a Miz, you get like a Miz heel turn too, which was like, you're, you're rooting for Daniel Bryan to beat up Bray because he jacked, he scared your family, but you're so out of control that you turn heel on Kofi, and then you start arguing with the fans about how much you've done for them. I don't know <laughs> what you're trying to do at that point. So very, very odd stuff. Um, <laughs> dirt sheet is back. Okay, yay! Ooh, the dirt sheet's back. I mean, John Morrison's a cool dude, man. I've had him on my show before, but uh, and super cool dude. We texted back, texted back and forth uh, numerous times, but I uh, definitely wasn't hoping to see this. I mean, I wanted him in NXT. So, uh, as far as Raw and SmackDown, um, I'm trying to figure out any things, anything from from SmackDown. Seamus, oh uh, yeah, Seamus and Usos returning. That was pretty cool in SmackDown. SmackDown actually wasn't bad at all. Um, the Usos returning was a bit of a surprise, so that was good to see see back. Um, Fiend giving Brian the mandible call. Does that mean I, I don't think they're going to Daniel Bryan win um, at Royal Rumble? So I don't know why you're you're, you're you don't want to you don't want to jack up the Fiend either as far as you know what they what they have with him, so yeah, you don't want to have him look weak either. I would say you just don't have any type of physical altercation with them. So yeah, they can't do they can't do Eminem because uh, yeah, Melina's with uh, NWA. Yeah, well. They they won't be doing Eminem either because Joey Mercury is uh, not in the WWE anymore either. So Eminem was Mercury, uh, Nitro, and Molina. Eminem. Uh, SmackDown. Uh, as far as Raw is concerned, um, what I mean, what are they doing with Ray? What's this? And I, I wrote an article about this on Slam Buzz. Uh, we might see a heel turn. With uh, we might see this all build up to 
Um, to Dominic making a a really bad heel turn. Um, he might be plotting. Play. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up here. He might be plotting to turn on Rey Mysterio. Um, so I wrote this. Yeah, I wrote this on Slam Buzz. Um, so I, I said that games of sweet revenge. So I said I would be interested to see if this Ray versus Dominic storyline leads to a match between uh, the two at WrestleMania 36. Um, the two can start off as a tag team at the beginning of the year with Dominic making a shocking heel turn on his father leading up to the WrestleMania. Dominic can cut a promo of how he felt forbidden during the custody battle involving Eddie Guerrero back in 2005. This heated feud uh, between Ray and Eddie led to a ladder match some sandwich Mysterio won. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be interesting uh, if, if they did that. Um, I'd be I'd be cool with it. It'd be something, you know, for for Ray. It'd be a big a big feud for Ray. I'd, I'd be I'd be game for it. Uh, I mean, why not? So, yeah. Cole's Cole's behind that idea. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, do it. I mean, what else are you going to do with Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania? Have him get beat uh, in like 20 seconds again like he did last year against Samoa Joe? Um, no, I mean, have something... Have something come out of it. Have something, this Dominic storyline, get some development from it. Uh, Dominic's been training a lot, so uh, have him turn on Ray. So I would have him turn on Ray and then go back to, and then go to, like, NXT, and that would be pretty cool uh, if, if he did that. So, all right. I think the last thing we want to talk about before we get to uh, the Flavor of the Week, which you all can choose from. You can choose the Flavor of the Week this week. Um and we were going. We have to do this PNP awards. This, this, these PNP year-end awards from last year. I'm waiting. Listen, we're not going to do them if I said this is going to be fans' choice, all fans' choice. So I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of questions during this show. I'm not going to look at the. I'm not going to sort through all the comments and try to find questions. How about this? Go to the Crave Wrestling YouTube page. Or actually, go to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. Subscribe to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, and uh, go to the um, go there. Um, see that? Go to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page and subscribe. And, um, well, actually become a fan on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page right here and basically submit your, I think I'll, I think I'll make a post about it. PMP year end awards. And then we'll do that. So unless somebody has a, a idea, another idea. Uh, unless you want to just tweet them to me. Y'all, listen, the PNP Nation, y'all are the ones who are 
making this work, making this happen. So if there's, if you guys don't figure it out, I'll just create some PMP uh, awards for, for last year. We got to do them before January because I'll just, it'll make no sense if we do them past January. So whoever wants to be in charge of that, Cole, uh, Mo, uh, Elvis, um, Cody, any of y'all, any, any of y'all, Lexi, any of y'all want to be in, in, in charge in charge of creating? How about y'all? How about a PMP committee of figuring out these questions and and making it happen? How about that? How about the PMP committee do that? We vote under a post that would work. Put tweet up with options and we apply under the tweet. <laughs> Cole said, "Not it." Uh, I like this Ray versus Andrade with Dominic Turner Hill WrestleMania. I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, y'all y'all figure that out. Vote under a post. No, how about you just got you you got to figure out the categories. So I think we talked about best interview, worst interview, best match, worst match, most shocking moment. I guess we do have the. I guess we do have the. Uh, yeah, you guys figure this out. So post this on my Cray Wrestling Facebook page of what the what we're going to do six categories. All right, six categories. So we have best interviews. So Mo, put this on my Cray Wrestling Facebook page uh, of the categories. Best interview, worst interview, not... Uh, Best PMP interview and worst PMP interview uh, interviewer, and then most shocking uh, PMP moment. Um, this these are all the PMP awards. So, yeah, you guys figure that out. So, biggest Brian says biggest botch. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that too. But most of it is PMP related. So the best PMP interview, worst PMP interview, most shocking PMP moment, funniest PMP moment. Um, that's fun to me. That's you know, because you can have you can have awards for um for days. I mean, it really don't mean anything. All right, so I'll write these down. Um, so best uh, best interview. Worst interview. I'll put these down. What else is it? So, hurry up and throw some uh, titles at me. We want six. So, I'll put them down. Best interview. So, the best interview from PMP of last year. The worst interview. Uh, <laughs> most surprising no show. There's only been one no show. So, we know who that's going to be. Um, <laughs> um most surprising no show all right so give me give me at least three more so right now we have best interview worst interview most surprising no show i, I think i said one too funniest funniest pmp moment of 2019 what else how about best episode is that cool you want that best episode Best episode, y'all cool with best episode? 
Let me know. Biggest reveal. Funniest special. I like that. Funniest special guest. I like that. Funniest special guest. That's good. That's a good one, Cole. Let's see what else we got. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Mo. Best flavor of the week. I like that one a lot, actually. Um, best episode. Okay, Cody. All right. Um, I like that. Those are cool. So right now we have seven. I think that's cool. Give me one more. This is let's even it out. Let's do one more. Give me one more. Okay. I like that one, Cody. So we'll do most shocking. So you said most shocking thing a guest has said. We'll just put that as most shocking moment. All right. So we have best interview, worst interview, most surprising no show. Let me put these down here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think we can do a... There we go. So those are the... Those are the, uh, the the topics. Best interview, worst interview, most surprising, no show, funniest PNP moment, funniest special guests, best flavor of the week, and best episode. All right. So those are the those are the uh, the categories. So we'll figure that out for next week. So the PNP awards. All right. See, teamwork makes the dream work. PMP awards, we PMP awards are set, and uh, we're gonna make it happen. That sounds good. Oh yeah, Hogan. What are you guys' uh, thoughts on Hogan returning to WrestleMania 36? That was the last. That was the last thing we were talking about before for the week. Hogan WrestleMania 36. What are your thoughts on that? Yes or no? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Hogan for WrestleMania 36. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Fan favorite guests. Eh, okay. Oh, I like I like this one. I like this one a lot, actually. <laughs> I like that one, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. So I guess we can have more. So if we're going, so let's just do this next week. We'll do the PMP Wars next week. I like that a lot. Most likely not to be hacked back. That's funny. Fan favorite guests. Okay. So uh okay, yeah. That's different from that's that's different from uh best interview. So yeah, I agree. That's different from best interview. So fan favorite guest, I like that too. Um all right, cool. 
cool. So we have 10. So we have 10 categories. Sounds good. That's going to be fun. Uh, all right. So thoughts on Hogan. Cole says no. Mo says he's too old. Uh, love Hogan, but no. Um, Elvis wants him back, brother. Thumbs down for Cole. If he's in shape, he can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, the, the nostalgia never goes away, me as a fan, as far as just old school wrestlers. I grew up that grew up with like like a Hogan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If I had to choose, I would say I would say yes. I would say yes. And I and I said this before. I wrote this on an article, and I actually talked about this when Bischoff was on live. I said Cesaro will be the one. Cesaro will be the perfect person for Hogan to me. Um, that would be great. I, I would totally be cool with that. So, yeah, I agree. It would bring ratings for sure. If Hogan was returning, that would definitely bring some casuals for sure. Definitely. So. All right, so uh, let's talk about uh, he haven't had a match at Mania since Rock and Hogan. No, actually, that was uh, that was 18. He had one the, the year after, 19, he went against Vince. So 2003 was his last uh, match at Mania. His last WWE match was 2006, I believe, when he went against uh, Orton at SummerSlam. That was 2006. So he hasn't wrestled in WWE since for, what, 13 and a half years, just about. And he hasn't wrestled at WrestleMania for uh, 17 years. So after 17 years away from WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan, 66 years old, could make a comeback, brother. So, hmm. This would be a good match. They would have to build it, though. They would have to build it. I just don't want to see matches just because they have to build it. Speaking of that, Elvis, I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good flavor of the week. What what matches do you want to see for WrestleMania? There you go. There you go. Yeah, I think Edge. I think they'll. Randy Orton actually was. Uh, he actually threw Edge's name out there. I think that was intentional. You might see a rated RKO reunion. That would be interesting. Maybe AJ in the club against uh this could be filled with six minute matches. <laughs> against like Edge, uh Orton and somebody, or maybe uh hmm, that would be interesting to see. I like I want to see Randy AJ singles though, because I, I like the fact that Randy AJ, Randy as a heel. AJ as a face was last year, and now Randy as a face, AJ as a heel. So Randy as a heel, AJ as a face last year. This year would be Randy as a face, AJ as a heel. So that would be pretty cool. All right, so uh, Flavor of the Week is what matches do you want to see at WrestleMania? That could actually happen. That could actually happen. Let's 
Let's make let's make that clear. That could actually happen at WrestleMania. Um. Okay, Iconics versus Trish and Lita. Uh, okay, <laughs> I mean, okay, I I really don't see it as a I don't, I don't see it as a Mania match. Iconics just isn't marquee enough to really be in that spot. Honestly, from what they've been doing, they've been treating they they've been booking them terribly. Uh, I don't want to see Sting versus Taker. This is why I don't want to see Sting versus Taker because Sting would lose, and Sting's the goat to me. And Sting's WWE career is all is already completely just bonk, just bananas, trash. Um, it's just absolutely terrible. Um, and so that would be another, um, another. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be another. Uh, um, loss for Sting, so I don't, I don't want to see that. Reddit RKO versus OC. Yeah, so that would be interesting if they did that. Now, where do you put AJ, though? Where do, where do you put AJ if if they're bringing Reddit RKO back for the OC? Um, so that would have, that would require AJ going into a different feud, and I don't want to see AJ in a different feud. Um, OC versus UE. No, I mean they're both heels. You know, you, you to me, I don't, you know, you don't want to do that. Heel versus heel. Mm. You, I mean, you got to take, you got to, you got to make that. I mean, you, you got to make sure that you're separating faces and heels. Because we want to see the story too. You know, just put something together. That's just not WrestleMania. We need to see stories. Cole is saying Becky versus Rousey. I think he likes my idea about that. He also likes my idea of the bloodline versus the architects of pain. Uh, I'm saying make it happen, man. Make it happen. Make Roman the Usos go against Seth and AOP. That's when it's WrestleMania, and you can you can blur the lines. I like the split. I think you should keep the split, but at WrestleMania, you can kind of blur the lines a bit. So I think that's what you should do. I'm a big fan there. If Sting win, take or retire, um, they're not going to do that. They're not, they're not going to have Sting retire, take her. As much as I'd be cool with that, but I don't retire him at WrestleMania. I mean, next this year. 2020 makes 30 years of Taker being in the WWE. So he should retire uh, at where he debuted, which is uh, the first pay-per-view debut was Survivor Series. So he should retire Survivor Series. That would be, you know, he should have a Jushin Thunder Liger style, you know, but I wouldn't have him lose his, on his way. I like Liger did both nights, but um, he should retire at Survivor Series. I wouldn't have him tire, retire at Mania. Uh, okay, so ready RKO with RKO. So ready RKO KO. <laughs> that would be interesting. Usos versus New Day. They always kill it, but yeah, no way, no way, no way, no way. In three million years, would I want to see Adam Cole versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? That is just 
Appreciate you, Elvis. You're a fan of the show every week. I got I got love for you, my man. But that match right there would not be a marquee WrestleMania match ever. Definitely don't want to see that ever. Um, yeah, they see that's the problem. That's the problem, Mo. They are heels. They get cheered, but they wrestle. They wrestle baby faces. That's the problem. That's the problem that I have with faces and heels because they hurt other baby faces because they fight good guys. They fight baby faces and they're the ones getting cheered. That's the reason why I love people like Chris Jericho. And he's serious about that. You know, he's serious about that. Undisputed area are booked to be heels. They get cheered, but that's, that doesn't make them good heels. Let's be honest. If they're if they're getting cheer and they're getting over more than their babyface opponents, that does not make them good heels because a good heel makes for a good babyface. I keep saying that. If you are a good heel, your goal is to make people hate you and put over your opponent who's a good guy. Now, if you're getting more, more cheers than your baby your babyface opponent, that's a huge problem. And that uh, you're not doing your job correctly. Simple as that. Uh, Maurice is asking what I think of Matt Riddle runs the Rumble versus Brock. And no, 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 no. Come on, guys. Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. What type of dumpster fire are we trying to create here? (laughs) Now, I wouldn't be opposed to Riddle versus Brock somewhere. But, um, yeah, no, and again, and again, Mo, no, that's see, that's the that's the problem. WWE is not New Japan, and Bullet Club are heels, and so that's the point. Kenta, Kenta is one of the most hated wrestlers right now, period, and he's in the Bullet Club. Jay White, one of the most hated wrestlers in uh, Japan, he's in the Bullet Club, so. The Bullet Club are the undisputed and the Bullet Club are definitely not alike. When the Bullet Club started with Prince Devin and Carl Anderson and Tomatonga, they were hated. They were hated. Like people like uh and even when AJ was a part of the Bull- Bullet Club, when he when he joined, they were hated. So that's not that's not a good comparison. They're not like the Bullet Club. People people like uh the Young Bucks when they were in Bullet Club, they kind of Changed the dynamic a bit, but AJ was a he came in swinging, he came in feuding with Okada. He was a heel, he was jeered. He he wanted to make sure that he was hated. Same thing with Kenny Omega when they ousted AJ. They went to Kenny Omega, wanted to make sure that he was hated. That was his whole point, is that that's what they wanted to do when he when he joined the Bullet Club. He did not want that, like the point was not to try to elicit pops that's that's the thing you're not trying like adam cole baby like that's you're trying to elicit a fan reaction as a heel and that is awful that's that's terrible the bullet club uh like bat luck Fale, he's in a bullet club he's not a he's not uh, he's nowhere near a baby face <laughs> he is one of the most true heels bat luck Fale is is one of the most true heels in in new japan so you have Bad Luck Fale, Gato, and Jado. Crazy heels. Both of them are. 
uh, G.O.D. Tawantaga Tagaloa heels. They're all like I'm giving you more and more and more Bullet Club names of people right now in the Bullet Club who are heels. Uh, Takahashi's a heel. Chase Owens, you know, they're all like straight up heels. I mean, Chase Owens isn't really. I mean, he's not necessarily a big character in the in the Bullet Club. Takahashi isn't either. Um, but but Takahashi does play the heel role, you know, uh, in the Bullet Club. So, eh, you know, I think I think it's one of those things that's um, that's not even a comparison. Uh, let's see what else we got before we go here. You guys got some uh, interesting. Whether I agree with it or not, you guys have some uh, pretty interesting choices here. Miz versus uh, DB. It seems like they. I mean, they they. At, at a point, they were both high enough to, to reach that. Hmm. That would be kind of interesting. I don't know about WrestleMania, though, but I think a good story is worth the WrestleMania match rather than just putting two people together that you want to see wrestle. And there's this good story behind it. I think it's worth it. So if you if there's potential there, you would have to really build that really good. Usos versus Hardy Boys. I don't even know if Jeff would be back by then. Uh, he should be, but I'm not sure. Um, again, I'm, I'm not interested in just seeing a good wrestling match. I want to see a story. I want to see a build. WrestleMania isn't about just good wrestling matches. It's about stories being culminated. Um, the showcase of the immortals is what they call WrestleMania. So just putting, I mean, you can see that a raw. You know, just putting matches together just for the heck of it. That's not WrestleMania. Joe versus Brock. I mean, it was great balls of fire that they went against each other. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Uh, I would love to see Adam Cole versus Keith Lee for the NXT Championship. But as I said before, I want I want to see that at I want to see that at uh at TakeOver. I want to see that at Takeover. I don't, I don't like the fact that NXT has been on WrestleMania. Takeover is his own brand. I, I said this before. The more you bleed in NXT with WWE, the more we're not going to see a distinction. Uh, Brock versus Johnny G. Gargano versus Dio Madden. Elvis. So. So you're coming to tell me that 70,000 people glitz, glamour, pyro, fire, main event, boom, 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 all throughout the press outlets compared to all their other WrestleMania showcase of the immortals. You got all these on the big screen. Brock Lesnar versus Dio Madden versus Johnny Gargano. Joe versus AJ or Rollins. Again, man, I just I'm not interested in just good matches, man. Like we can't we can't lose sight of what WrestleMania is all about. It's about just culmination of amazing storylines. We can see all this stuff on Raw. Morrison versus Ricochet, that's another one. Like that's 
<laughs> we could see that on Raw or SmackDown. Or it's just that would be. I'm not interested in more of any of these things. Riddle versus Goldberg. <laughs> uh, if Goldberg squashes them, but Riddle's on NXT. Yeah. Uh, who's uh, who's going to win a Dusty Classic? Uh, Maurice is asking. Who's a part of the Dusty Classic? Did they announce uh, the teams yet? Um, let me see who's a part of it. So, Undisputed Era Gallus is uh, going against each other. Uh, so, Kushida and the mystery opponent, Gallus, uh, Gallus Grizzly and Veterans, UE, uh, Andrews and Webster, Riddle and Pete Dunn. Interesting. Imperium and Forgotten Sons. Eh. That's interesting, but eh, I wouldn't be surprised if UE won it again. Um, interesting. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, really, the only <laughs> team that really stands out it would be UE again. So, huh. all right, y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Oh man, yeah, but that's the point. We shouldn't, we shouldn't. I mean, they don't build matches anymore, but we shouldn't succumb to bad booking. We shouldn't be satisfied with bad booking by badly booking. That that just don't work. All right, I think that is it for me. Black and McIntyre, huh? That would be interesting. I would like that actually. I like that a lot, Cole. That's a good idea. I like that. Uh, Bailey versus Cross. No, we can. We already saw that to let Nikki win. No, Elvis. Sorry, man. Um, not interested whatsoever. Not even close. Um. All right, ALP versus Viking Raider. Yeah. All right, so who will win the Andre Battle Royale? I, I have no idea who's who's in here. I don't know. Elvis, you are you know what you would be a really good booker for house shows. Like all these matches that you're doing, uh house shows. Put them on house shows. But Mania, no way. No way. I don't know who's even in the Andre Battle Royal to to make a, a judgment yet. I'm not sure. See, I, I've said this before, uh Cole. I think Sasha. See, I'll, I'll be interested in Sasha winning the Rumble, and then so they would think that it'll be Sasha Bailey, but Sasha actually turns on. I mean, they they Bailey would think there'll be Sasha Becky, but Sasha actually turns on Bailey and make Bailey a babyface again. There's no way heel Bailey is just um, it's just real bad, real bad. All right. All right, guys. Got to roll. Uh, it's been a while. We went over time, too. So, uh, Flavor of the Week was really good. So, thank you, Elvis, for actually starting the Flavor of the Week. Although your matches weren't really mania quality matches, I really appreciate you uh, giving me matches and participating and starting the Flavor of the Week. So, uh, big kudos to Elvis for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on behalf of my guy, Doug Basham, uh, this is a two. Uh, 
406 episodes. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad we got the the PMP list together. I'll put this on the Crave Wrestling Facebook. So subscribe to so go ahead and follow the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. Subscribe to the Crave Wrestling YouTube page. Subscribe, 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 guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Crave Wrestling YouTube page. If you're watching this right now, go to Crave Wrestling on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. All right. Uh, so I would have this on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page as far as the PNP uh, categories for you all to take a week to figure out what they're going to be. And then we're going to have some fun. All right. Um, yeah. So we'll do it that way. All right. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night. God bless. Bye-bye. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.